We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the latest OBR Film Breakdown. This is your host, Jake Burns. This is a probably a late Friday or Saturday listen for you. Um, I'm going to try to post this right away and and uh, talk about a little bit of what's going on here. The Browns, uh, leading up to this week, have a, a Week 18 game with a lot still on the line, which is always, at least for me and a team that's out of the playoff hunt, interesting. And without a week without drama at the end of the year for Cleveland when they're not in the playoffs is is a rare thing. And we found drama with Jadevian Clowney. I talked about uh, on the Friday morning podcast my opinion on Clowney's decision to do that, what it means, the ramifications of such. But I wanted to get with John Colosimo because John and I were talking offline about I just had a preference for a little bit more from Kevin Stefanski in terms of responding to it. And, John, first of all, what's up? Let's dig into this thing. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Let's dig into this conversation because I don't think this needs to be an overwhelmingly long podcast. It's just it's just a pretty simple point of fact here. Like, I thought these were the most serious allegations you could bring onto a coaching staff that didn't involve, you know, um, non football related issues. Because what he was saying, it's it, this this situation to me is completely different than Odell and Baker. Because the Odell and Baker thing, to me. Uh, was really just it was an Odell Baker thing. It was a player player thing. They couldn't get on the same page, and one guy wanted out, and it was pretty simple. Like I, I don't even know what else was needed, uh, other than understanding that one guy just wants out, and the, and, the, and the nature of which you handle getting them out of the organization. But this one to me was was serious, John. Like it's a guy saying, among other things, that the franchise is favoring players, that the franchise is stat chasing with players to get them into the air quotes hall of fame and that they're basically trying to hold him down because they don't want him to be better or outproduce miles Garrett. And that to me is as serious an allegation. That's like as serious as like, sounds like a high school thing, like a high school parent would say about their kid. You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty oh, yeah. serious allegation. So to me, this wasn't normal. This wasn't miles Garrett. The other day didn't play the first series and uh, we want to know why he didn't play the first series. It, it, it's not that. This is different. This is 
your coaching staff was being attacked. So from my standpoint, if your coaching staff is being attacked, mostly the defensive guys here, you didn't really have a, a black and white answer on whether he was going after Stefanski too, but you, you, you kind of read that and you can, you can decipher that he's, that he's talking about the defensive staff, probably Chris Kiffin, probably Joe Woods at the heart of it. To me, what's interesting, and, and again, Andrew Barry even referenced in the article that he thinks Andrew Barry believes in him, which I think is pretty obvious, John, given he's gotten two $10 million contracts from the guy. But like to me, this meant two things. Like I'm usually a fan of Kevin Stefanski's calm nature, not giving things out. not And again, some people think it's, it's folks in the media chasing a quote. They want all this stuff. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is I thought at the heart of this was a serious allegation that I wouldn't want. Listen, like like Jadevian Clowney is a pretty, at least decently well-respected player among the players in the league. Him saying this is pretty serious. And what you don't want is your off-season endeavors and the guys in your locker room to think that there's any merit to this. Now, more so guys out there that you're either going to draft or guys that you're going to pursue in free agency. But that's the last thing I want. And then on the second hand is I also would like Kevin to have been more serious about this in terms of handling it with, um, I'll talk about what I thought he should have done in a second, but like the nature by which like, you're standing up for your coaches because he's be- his coaches are being attacked. And, and if you're not willing to say certain things publicly and you force your coaches to say them, your position coaches – what does that look like for the next defensive staff who may or may not choose to come to Cleveland? So I just thought this was as serious as it gets, and it was a situation that was different than any situation I've seen with Kevin so far. I'm curious first, before we dig into what Kevin did or didn't do, uh, like what do you think of the, the what I'm saying as far as those quotes? Am I blowing it out of proportion, or do you view this as seriously as I do because the thing's like again, from my standpoint, the things he said were really, really hard uh, opinion. Those are some nasty things to put in public, like really nasty. All right, so here, here's what I would say: What if he's right? What if he's right and they did that? Uh, how, you know, personally, when I think about it, I wonder how is that any different from what every defensive coach tries to do? That's if it was true, which. You know, you you posted some stats which showed that his usage had been exactly the same both years. So right right off the bat, it's just horseshit, um, in my opinion. But second, even if exactly what he was saying was exactly true, um, that's what you ask defensive coordinators to do all the time: to take your best player, to find the soft spots, to you know, to affect the game as best you can by exploiting matchups and those types of things. So. Um, you know, I just don't really see any either way, like whether he's totally full of crap, which from the usage stats appear to be true, or if he is 100% correct, I don't care either way. Um, so I don't really understand, like I understand that he's he's out there airing dirty laundry and that, you know, that that's upsetting. But like to me, like either side of this coin, whether he's just talking completely out of his ass or if he's 100% correct, I fail to see what the problem is other than his hurt feelings. Yeah, to which I agree. Like what Clowney said is is certainly that stands on its own, John. I I don't I I think both ways you're looking at that is is extremely true. 
my my point then turns to what the response from the organization is. They sent him home. Love it. They absolutely should have done that. They 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 left a couple things out there that I and Kevin had another quote which was good too. Team above everything. That that's hundred percent true with it. The thing that I I think bothers me a little bit is that it's not it's not that you're chasing a quote. I'm not asking him to chase quotes right or or give these damning things about airing dirty laundry of like you know um, I don't know like Jadevian just made a. I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this without without being uh, off of what I'm making my next point to be, but I don't think he needed to go in and bash Clowney is what I'm saying. That he, I'm fine with that. But what I am saying is I would have stood up for my coaches a little bit more and said how ludicrous this stuff was. And again, you we all know that here. You, you've said it just a second ago. But saying it and being outward about it and standing up for your staff I thought was necessary in this situation – all you had to do was really say what we all know is to come, which he's not going to be on the field on Sunday. We've decided to send him home. We're suspending him this week, and we wanted to make sure that everybody in this locker room and in our facility understands that this is a, is a serious action that is, a, is across the line. He crossed the line. We don't stand for that. And you can still say things about, I like him as a person. This could have been a bad day. All I'm asking for them to do is make a – he's got to eventually do this is is I'm not again I'm not asking him to peel back layers but what I am asking him to do is show some of the stuff that he's doing to be a leader. Now, do we deserve that? I don't know. I really don't know, but there are a lot of situations one in which happened today where I start to get a little concerned because if he's not going to tell us what happened in the defensive tackle room, which today or the D-line room, which is today we learned from their position coach coach Chris Kiffin that hey, this is out there that that we had him stand up and or we, we stood up in front or, or Chris Kiffin stood up in front and said that this isn't acceptable. It's not the way we go about it. Clowney didn't respond uh, when, when uh, put on the, the burner about this whole thing. And then he was sent home. That should come from Kevin. You should not have your assistant coaches saying those things in public. Like that, that's a problem. Now, if he's like, this is the thing that's bothering me right now a little bit, just not, it's not bothering me. I'm not trying to fire Kevin. I'm not doing any, I'm just looking at like, grains of sand here that lead to places he said earlier in the week or at some point he has said i'm not sure if it was earlier in the week kind of like we have the ways we urge our guys to handle the media if they don't handle it that way basically that's on them um to me there's a lack of unification of how they're handling these things john like the d line coach should not be sharing those details unless kevin is sharing those details because Kevin should be the one that has to bear the brunt of those as the leader of the organization to say, this is how it went down. If you don't want those things getting out, then your D line coach shouldn't be saying it is my point. And if you do, if you don't mind, then that's a bigger problem. Why, why would you act this way as Stefanski and have his D line coach is completely different. I just, I just have like, there's these weird things and it dates back to last year with Baker where Baker was saying something different than Stefanski was it's just like what I'm getting to, John, is, I, I again, I'm, he's my type of head coach. I like him. I think he's a good coach. I don't know where it goes for him, but I know he's back year three. I have concerns about the, the unification of messaging and his ability to start to handle a broad variety of different personalities. And that, that's kind of what I'm getting at because if your message is your message and we stand by this, we keep everything in-house, this is how we do it then why are your coaches airing this out in public for you, right? Like 
there are other things at play here that I'm starting to just raise my eyebrows about because I just don't think that the messaging is always meeting what it should be for a team that seems to harp on messaging for a lot of these things. Do you see where I'm coming from? Or again, step in and tell me you think I'm overreacting here because I have, again, had no issue with Kevin in the past keeping this these quotes. But this one, to me, garnered a need to stand up for his team, especially Miles, who was attacked, and his coaches. And then if he's not going to do it and be that way, that's fine. But why is your D-line coach giving out these details? Like, that, to me, is a problem. Yeah, I, I think that that's prob- you probably hit. So let me, let me do this first. Like, I would say I don't feel any need to step up for Miles just because I – I personally find the whole accusation a little ridiculous, um, you know, in its sense. Like, I think it's just clowny framing um, what the what any defense would try and do and complaining about his end of the stick on that. On that. So, like, I, I, I don't really feel like any, you know, there's anything to say about Miles. Um, but I, I do think that you strike a chord in terms of what is actually at issue. And I think that not defending, um, you know, the, the defensive staff, um, I think is probably a, a, a much cleaner line to me to um, say, hey, what's going on here? Although we, we know kind of the writing is on the wall there. So I would say, yes, I don't think you're blowing it out of proportion in the sense of the interaction between and the public facing side of him and his defensive staff. And I think that what we're getting is, you know, what is the tail end of the defensive staff here in Cleveland? I think they know it. I think there was quotes from Woods earlier this week that knew it. I think that there's um, a, a reason that Kiffin is out there saying things that I don't think he would have said, say, week two. Um in the same situation, I think that the defensive staff pretty much knows the writings on the wall and they're going to be out the door. There was quotes from Clowney uh, and, you know, that indicated this too, you know, so I think that you're just, and you can't really totally control what somebody's going to step up to the mic and say, and especially when that person might feel like they've got a foot or, you know, a foot and a half already out the door, then they're just going to defend themselves. So um, I think that that's what, why you're seeing some of these weird quotes out of Woods and, um, and uh, Kiffin. And I think that's why possibly you're not seeing what you maybe would like to see out of Kevin um, at this point. You know, we're in week 18 in a, a season that hasn't gone up to expectations. Uh, the building, I'm sure many people are not happy in the building uh, for multiple reasons. But we're only getting these types of comments from one side of the ball, from one part of the staff, and that's the staff that's on their way out. And I think that that, that's really kind of the context that needs to be part of the conversation is that you don't like it, you note it, um, you watch for future problems in this regard, but also I can see how all these pieces pieces fit together um, for here you know, on a Friday afternoon of week 18 in a season that we're going nowhere. Um, and we're going to probably say goodbye to a lot of players and staff. So, you know, I can see the context here, um, but this would mean a lot more to me if those defensive, if those factors were not in play where Clowney probably won't be back, where this defensive staff probably won't be back. If we were not in that type of situation, 
then these types of things would bother me a lot more. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I think that a thing for me is he said this today on culture being a point of emphasis moving forward. Culture is about people. This is what Stefanski said. Culture is about people, bottom line. You're constantly trying to make sure that within your locker room, guys are living up to what you believe in. So I'm with that. So my thing is, what I do get concerned about is is not the the vision that that I think um, the vision that I think Kevin and Andrew share, right? The cultural vision that they're chasing, like smart, tough, accountable. I'm totally with that. What I am concerned about is the ability to acquire people with that mantra. Do you know what I'm saying, John? Because 
what what I would say is it's great to have a theory, a, a messaging system, a coding system here for what they want to do. But can you acquire people and get them to buy into said angle? And I think that's where I start to have a little concern, right? It it stems from uh, some decisions, maybe, you know, the, the giving the quarterback money, for example, right? This situation mm-hmm. with the quarterback and what he went through. And are there players who are saying, well, they gave this guy money based on you know, all the public outcry, I can get away with this, that, or the other. I mean, like today, another example is Miles Garrett's getting a lot of praise for how he talked about this situation with Clowney. And I agree. He said some of the perfect responses to what has gone on today. But but you got to, Miles Garrett was just suspended for a, a series two weeks ago. Like, he was just punished. So I, I'm trying to figure out, can these guys acquire, not just acquire, but get guys to to align with their vision because i think the vision the the thing they want is in place and and it is proper but it's one thing to have the vision it's another to execute the vision do you see where i'm coming from from the concern standpoint there i I 100 percent do um and you know keep in mind that you know i have felt that joe woods lost his locker room his side of the locker room a long time ago I, i felt like these defensive players don't believe in what he's trying to do schematically which is a different real deal than what we're talking about mostly here you know versus you know when you're talking about culture and the locker room and all that kind of stuff and then you know schematically I felt he lost these guys a long time ago and I think that you're just kind of seeing some bubble over on the on that kind of thing so you know doesn't necessarily surprise me that Miles had an incident that you know we've had quotes from John Johnson and Ward and you know I mean you know it goes on and on and and it's all on one side of the ball and I think that we're overdue. This is this is probably where you could make the case for a midseason firing is what I would go back to and say is that maybe the mistake here was not um, letting Woods go once this situation became untenable, once he maybe lost the locker room. And again, this is my opinion, not fact. But, you know, this is where you can go back and say, hey, here is here would have been the benefit of. Uh, cutting a guy loose midseason, um, whereas a lot of people would say that that doesn't work out and, you know, there's no real reason to do it. You're paying him anyway, blah, 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 all those types of things. So that that's where I would go back and say, hey, should Joe Woods have been gone earlier than this offseason? And that's not a given either, but I'm assuming so. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we're getting to the crux of this, which is, you know, I had viewed Kevin Stefanski as pretty infallible through a, through a long tenure of these things, and even into this year in a lot of regards. And I just I just think I'm seeing too many cracks in the foundation to to feel locked in. Now they could have a great year next year and go 13 and three or 13 and four, whatever it is anymore, and and it all shuts up and it all goes away, and they get guys in and winning cures all and everything that you know goes with that. I, I, it's entirely possible. But what I am concerned about at this point is not the messaging and. I, I kind of just said this to you a second ago, but I want to reiterate it. Like half the struggle is finding the guy with the right message. I think you would agree with me on that. Like you can, yeah. you can, you can uh, interview and talk to a lot of different people and their theory on team building and all that. I think the team building theory the Browns have is great. I like it. My question is, do they have the understanding of how to execute that vision? And I start to have concerns to your point about the timing. Uh, yeah. The timing of, the defensive coordinator situation. I've made a point of why I think he could have gone all year today. 
is an underarching point of the other side of that theory, which is he should have been gone mid-season or earlier because of these foundational cracks. Like I just, I'm trying not to base it all on Clowney, but there are a lot of quotes from a lot of different guys throughout the year with a lot of serious questions here, not as serious acquisitionally as what we saw from from Jadeveon. But I guess what I'm getting at and what I'm concerned about going into next year, and we'll see if this works out. Again, it could all work out is do they have the understanding, the ability to execute it? Because the leaders they have drafted, not them totally, right? Like, they didn't draft Miles. They didn't draft Baker way back when. They didn't draft Nick. They didn't draft Denzel. But I think they have a void of natural-born alpha leaders. Like, I don't think they have many Anthony Walker types that they've drafted. Would you agree with that? Like, I don't – I think Miles tries – I think um, un- unsuccessfully tries often. And again, he doesn't have to be that type of guy. But they also have guys like Njoku's trying. He's not natural at it. I worry about just the enough guys in, from a young age who are who are truly leadership, DNA-coded alpha dogs in a room to lead the people and tell guys what's acceptable. Not Because like today, people are giving them credit for leading through the media. I don't give a shit if the players lead through the media, John. That's not it. What is it is when you're all in the locker room and you all are talking about the issues or your guys know that, hey, I'm not doing that because these players know that it's not acceptable. I'm following the core group of this who knows that me doing this is unacceptable. And I do feel like there's a lack of that. Like, I I think your head coach can only do so much. He can only, you know, punish so much. He can only find so much. He can only say so much. Eventually, it has to be your guys taking hold of the locker room. And I think that, like, again, Andrew, the messaging, the type of things they're chasing, they're very smart people. Kevin, the same way. I just, and I'll give you a chance to respond to this, but I just have a doubt whether they have put together enough guys who understand what that's about and whether they have acquired a a collective coaching staff as well who has bought into what they're saying. So I'll let you respond to that, but that's sort of the end game of where I am right now after this season. The messaging, the angle, the thought processes are great. Do they have the chops to process it and get it done by acquiring, hiring, all the above? And I have genuine concern about that right now, which sucks because it's hard to sometimes even find the guys with the right thought process and theories. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And I think that it's definitely a concern that needs to be addressed. And I hope that they know that. Um, and I, I do. I agree with you. I think it, I think it could start with a new defensive staff um, and hopefully a new special teams coach. Um, and um, and I think that they getting Anthony Walker back would be a big deal. Um, I think that you're right to point to the players in that regard and adding some people that uh, that that can add to that can be additional mouthpieces for the vision that you're trying to execute is something that they need to probably focus on this offseason. Yeah, they need guys who have established that that's just not how we operate here. And, and, and if they don't find those guys, the coaching staff can say it, can talk about it. If they don't find those guys, they're never going to go the places you hope they would go because there are always going to be people stepping out of line, doing things, uh, whether it's on the field behavior or off the field behavior. And that's, um, you know, over the course of a couple, three years now, that's sort of some of the concern um, that I have that I hope, I hope it doesn't pan out that way. And I hope they figure it out next year, but 
listen, I think we've discussed enough. We'll leave it at that. I wanted to get my side out and I certainly love the conversation we were having, John. So good to put that into verbal form and I appreciate you stopping by real quick. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I, I could uh, just uh, get a few words out on a Friday. So it's good to talk to you in general, John, if you didn't know, I've, I've said like two, three straight weeks, we were hoping to catch up with John, but he is in the midst of what we call early baby hell. It is unpredictable. It is, it is volatile and you are at the mercy of whatever the, 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 the baby gods want you to do. So it is never personal for you. OBR listeners. If John can't make it, he just, uh, he's dealing with it. It's going through it. He'll come out of it. We'll get more of his time, but anytime we get right now is, is greatly, greatly appreciated. So we thank John. We thank you for being here, stopping by. Even if we don't agree on this topic, that's okay. You know, shared uh, your stance on it, your thought process on it. And, uh, you know, you go back and you examine it and look at the, the details later and who got it right or wrong. And, um, you know, I, again, I, I've, I've been very positive Kevin Stefanski for a long time. And sometimes I got to share, though, when things start to waver for me on the other side. And I wanted to do that today. So, again, thanks to John. Thanks to you for being here. Appreciate you guys. Have a great Saturday. We'll be back for your Sunday game day preview with Brad Ward. Until then, appreciate you. Go Browns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.